0: Your community, your voice, voice, your station.
1: Future Radio, online and interactive at Future Radio.co.uk
0: and on on the air across Norwich on 107.8 FM. So last
1: night, uh, Liverpool. Did a miracle, some people are calling it, coming back to beat Dortmund after being two goals behind. I didn't realise until he just told me uh, off air as we walked into the studio But my next guest, uh, Mick Money, a former player from Wyndham Town, who's organising a reunion. Was at Anfield last night, Mick? uh, (laughs) What time did you get back? I got in at 4.30
0: this morning, Tim, so I'm a bit... uh... I'm a bit jaded today, to be honest with you.
1: I know when I go to midweek matches, I think, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, but the next day is always a a, a big hangover, but worth the trip. I guess when uh, it was uh, 2-0 to Dortmund, you were thinking, oh, after eight minutes, you were thinking, oh, should have stayed at home.
0: Absolutely. My son is a lifetime uh, Liverpool fan, and uh, when when Liverpool went 2-0 down, uh, he was quite despondent, and uh, then they scored, and the whole crowd lifted, and... And then, uh, obviously, they went 3-1 up, and then uh, the comeback was after that last 20 minutes, so... uh there was the ups and downs of the game and the travelling up there and back again. So,
1: Did you drive or go by train? Oh, we drove. Okay, so got one of the furthest distances you, you can go. Absolutely. I, I've been kind of pencilling in going to Goodison Park on the last day of the season, depending on what's happening with, with Norwich. But right. that will be a, equally... A, well,
0: tomorrow we'll know more, won't we? Absolutely, yes.
1: Uh, we can chat about that uh, a little bit um, later on. If like, what's The atmosphere at Anfield and a night like, like that, is it, is it amazing as it, it, it's, it's alleged to kind of be?
0: Yes, I've never been in an atmosphere like it. I mean, that, that was draining in itself, just to <laughs> yeah. stand there and join in with the singing and uh, just you, the euph- euphoria of the whole event. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Probably yeah. the best football match I've ever been to.
1: The Dortmund fans were next year as well, and they were in, in full voice for most of it. Yeah. That was, it was kind of nice to see them completely spent at the end and just sulking with their sitting on, <laughs> sitting yeah. on the ground at the end, along with the players too.
0: Yeah, Klopp. The Liverpool manager did go over to the Dortmund fans at the end of the game and uh, he didn't get very good reception, so he
1: he backed away and uh, went down the tunnel. That's interesting because I saw him going over to it, but um, BT Sport, along with other broadcasters, I I think they cannot be produced by football fans because BT have actually missed a goal. I think that they missed the when Joe Joe Hart messed up and the ball went in against, um, in in the last round of the um, European Cup against PSG. But yesterday they were, they showed like almost like a minute's worth of replays of some guy in the crowd in slow motion putting his hands over his eyes and it got to the point where Michael Owen, who isn't the ideal co-commentator, was telling people what was happening because the, the person gets a playing replays. I think I sent a few, a few tweets to, to BT Sport but it's not just yeah. just, just them really so that well, um, I, can be a If any
0: consolation I missed two, two of the girls last night myself because uh, the crowd were jumping up oh, and right. down <laughs> it was and quite uh berserk and yeah. uh, mm. I, uh, I missed uh, the saku goal and um And the Lovren girl as well, but that was a bit congested, so it's hard to see who scored anyway.
1: But it's interesting to know that Jurgen Klopp didn't get a very good reception, because they were kind of, it was the Messiah coming back beforehand, wasn't it, the the, the last game, the first leg, Uh, but this one, uh, they just just told him to, to kind of go away. That yeah, th-
0: that just shows you how fickle football fans can be, doesn't it? Really,
1: and that's where I was going with the with the um, the replay thing because I was showing replays of that, and I knew something was happening because uh, yeah. you know, we did we didn't know that it was happening. We're going to talk to, to to Mick Money who's my guest in this part of the program about a reunion happening for Wyndham Town players, and Wyndham Town is more than a hundred years old. We'll find out what's happening, and it's for for charity. And we'll talk to Mick all about that after this. From Ash, it's Kung Fu. There you go. Kung Fu from Ash. It's an old Future Radio classic. It is 16 minutes past one o'clock. I'm Tim Mack-William live here till two o'clock. Then we've got the weekend. What's on before Mike Stonard takes over with Drive? My guest in this part of the programme is Mick Money. And Mick, we were just talking off air about a big local character who's uh, sadly no longer with us. That was Les King, who you knew well.
0: Yeah, Les was a larger-than-life character. He did a lot for charity in Wyndham and, and other areas, boxing. I mean, he was involved in most sporting events in, in Norfolk and I'm afraid he'll be sorely missed.
1: He was always leaning over the fence, uh, cheering on the runners for some of the, the local runs. And this charity event you've got coming up in the summer, it's one that Les organised last year that you've taken over. Tell us a, a yeah, bit I about mean, the Les, event.
0: Les has done a lot for the local uh, charity star throwers who um, who do a lot for cancer sufferers, who, based on the Melton Road in Wyndham. Uh, and Les got myself and Leo Park together to uh, organise a football match, and all the proceeds went to uh, Star Throwers.
1: And that was uh, a year ago. And now this year we're doing a reunion for some of the Wyndham Town players. Well, yes,
0: I've, I've been on social media. We want to get. Last year we had about 50 players turned up, and uh, we raised uh, over 1,800 pounds for Star Throwers, which is a huge amount of money. Uh, from one event like that and this year we want to try and double it by uh, possibly having two matches going at the same time.
1: All right so, so would that be at King's Head Meadow?
0: Yeah that'll be on the King's Head Meadow and uh, we'll probably split the pitch into two and have two a small, smaller-sided games going as opposed to one large game.
1: So how do you go about raising money for the charity? Is it like pay on the door to get now in? Well the
0: players all put Well, the conditions last year, if you played, you paid £5 match fee, but most players put £10, £20 in, so that was uh, well-received. And that's a nice way uh, for a lot of the ex-Windham players to get back in touch and some players you haven't seen for a long time. And that's a really good social event for the the players, you know, after the game as well.
1: So how far back did you play when did you give up playing for wyndham crikey
0: uh-huh. <laughs> i mean i must confess i only actually played one season um for wyndham and and that was sort of eighty, eighty two, eighty three 82 83 season um i then went on to play for sort of yarmouth uh Lowstoft and and kings lynn
1: because i i've moved up in norfolk in 1987 and i used to live in the, the thames valley i suppose you call it not far. out Bit west of london near, near to reading and i used to watch loads and loads of teams in the Isthmian league southern league all around and um, you could just kind of throw a stone and you find a decent non the ground but when you move to norfolk that isn't the case and it's, it's a it's a shame that somewhere like Wyndham or attleborough or thetford or, or i suppose Dis have to a certain extent and, and roxham have so I'm probably slightly concentrating myself, but a decent non-league side you could kind of get your, your teeth into. Is, is it with that? Could you yeah. ever see that case being Wyndham would play in the, the, the Southern Premier League?
0: I'd love to see Wyndham play in the Ryman League or, or above, um, but that's, that all comes down to facilities at the end of the day. And there's a lot of controversy, uh, controversy with regard to uh, the Kings Meadow at the moment. Um, you know, There's loads of rumours going about. I don't really want to go into that. But uh, I think uh, a fresh start somewhere else might be the best thing that could happen to the football club at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, but people we have quite a lot of listeners uh, in Wyndham from uh, Future Radio. And as, for people that don't know, there's a lot of controversy over a piece of... It's, it's where Wyndham Town play at the moment. It's called Kingshead uh, Meadow. And there was talk, I believe, about a year ago of Asda having a massive big supermarket there. And that got uh, stopped and I think they've got Morrisons there, just down the road, instead. But also there's some talk about the the play area and possibly some houses being put on that patch of land, which would mean that the football team uh, would would have to move. But I know you're not the historian, but I I was surprised looking today that Wyndham Town FC are more than 100 years old, so it'd be quite a loss.
0: Yeah, that would be. But, I mean, if you look at the likes of Derham, Fakenham and Dis, they all had to move from town centre grounds to progress. And uh, if you want to go higher into the Ryman League and that and above, you know you need facilities, and those facilities mean floodlights, and you can't have floodlights in uh, near a housing estate because uh, you know it's not fair on the residents who live there.
1: There was a bit of controversy recently. I think it was people living in Nottingham where Trent Bridge has just been put for the cricket ground for floodlights. And people say they actually can't sleep now because they test the floodlights at I mean, three or four in the morning, so that would always be, be the case, but. With football, the Premier League has so much money. It's a shame they can't just trickle that down and perhaps give give some money to the lower leagues to to develop uh, their players because eventually they'll be a, they'll dry up, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think there's uh, there's uh, another can of worms there. I mean, when you look at the amount of money that some of these Premiership players are are being paid three hundred thousand pound a week, and the, the amount of money that the Premier League actually um, makes, I think uh, some of that money should be coming down into non-league football to help clubs like Wyndham and Atleborough to progress to a higher level. Um, You've only got to look at Jamie Vardy, I mean he came from non-league football and uh, he's now playing for England and one of the two leading goal scorers in the Premier League at the moment.
1: We look at Norwich City who just won the the FA Youth Cup a couple of years back under Neil Adams and a lot of those players that were in that team are now off on loan in the league one and league two yet you could argue the players they spend a lot of money on aren't any better so it's, it's for some reason there seems to be some kind something stopping teams risking playing youngsters or or, or finding a, a Jamie Vardy and maybe that has to change
0: yeah. and I think uh, I think I hope Leicester win the league I mean I'm a Spurs fan and but I actually hope that uh, Leicester win the league just to send a uh, a signal out to the, the big money clubs that you don't have to spend all this money. But I think uh, a lot of the Premier League football is controlled by agents and I think there's a there's a lot of deals that are done with regard to certain players that uh, probably shouldn't be done. And, uh, you know, the, the non-league has been left behind as a, a place where players could come
1: from. Well, when the Premier League started, was it 92 around that kind of time, 93? And it cost the same amount of money to go to the cinema as it did to go to a first division match back in, in those days, whereas now of course it's, it's ridiculous prices to go to a football match than it is to go to, the, the cinema's expensive enough, Like I, don't know, I think it's cost two people to get in there for about I don't know, £15 pounds or something, but now it's of course the cheapest, cheapest away ticket than Next year will be thirty pounds, so it it is a huge disparity, and of course the the game will be poorer for it because you were at Anfield last night, and I imagine the fans going there are very different to the fans that were stood on the cop in the I mean, the Kevin Keegan or Bill Shankly era because we paid sort of six p to go on to the the cop instead of I don't know forty pounds.
0: Yeah, I think I think you've got to look at football as a business now, and and since Sky has been involved, us produced so much money that. Um, that's become a corporate event, I'm afraid you know, and which is a shame because football used to be the working class game that everybody could go and watch, but then you could argue if they're not paying the money to to watch these Premier League teams, uh why aren't they going to watch amateur football you know the likes of Wyndham town and and Attlebar, you know who could could really do with a lot more fans going to watch them you know but obviously the facilities is probably stopping them from doing that as well.
1: Well Mick thank you so much for coming in today lovely to, to chat to you as particularly after your like 4.30 um, back at home to bed getting up to come in to see me today before I let you go two things first of all prediction for tomorrow at Carrow Road uh, Norwich latest six pointer against uh, Sunderland of, of course with, a, with, a, with Defoe playing ex Spurs player how do, how do you see that one going?
0: Well, I'm quite amazed that Sunderland are down there with the team they've got. But after the last weekend watching Newcastle and Sunderland, I think they both deserve to go down with Villa. And the way Norwich battled recently, I think they deserve to go up. So uh, stay up, rather. So uh, I'm going 1-0 Norwich tomorrow.
1: Good. Let's there's, there's hope for the best then on that one. And also just tell us the, the, the date and the time of the players' reunion and charity event.
0: Yeah, The charity event, that's uh, Wyndham Town, select players... Um, the the Mig Money Select 11 versus the Leo Park Select 11. That'll be on the same day as the Wyndham Carnival, the 23rd of July, uh, and the kick off will be three o'clock at the King's Head Meadow. And we hope that uh, a lot of you can come down and support this event, um, which will all go towards Star throwers.
1: And Star very much was in the wasn't it, when it first started with a doctor that started up with the charity that was, I think, giving medication to people that other GPs wouldn't. And he stuck by his guns and now has got this fantastic charity helping him and helping cancer sufferers too. Mick, thank you so much for coming in and look forward to seeing you uh, at the event in the summer. And I'm sure I'll bump into you before that as well. Uh, that's uh, Mick Money. They're talking about a players reunion for Wyndham Town FC. It's Future Radio and it's 25 past one. No!